podcast that doesn't have time to do an intro this week because there have just been so many games. So I'm going to bring in Johnny <laughs> straight away. Johnny, how are you doing? Uh, feeling immediately rushed, but yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Um, yeah, sorry to rush you, but uh, we've had, just had 17 games. We've got another double game week on the horizon. Um, yeah, we've just had uh, double game week 26. We're moving on to double game week 27. Uh, how has your week been? Uh, I mean, I think I don't think I'm alone in this, but I don't think it's been the best given it was double game week time. Um, I, think, I feel it's been a bit of a disaster, in fact. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I got 70-odd points this week, I suppose, which is okay. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, I had a lot of things go wrong for me. And my uh, decision to take a lot of hits has not paid off. However, and we will talk about this later, I'm sure, if I hadn't taken those hits, I probably would be worse off, in fact. So maybe there's some something in that. But, no, it didn't go well. How about how about you? Have you... I think you might have finally broken your your uh, hundred uh, duck, have you? I have finally made it into the hundred club. Thank goodness for that. Um, I I was I thought at the beginning of the week when I looked at my team that if I didn't get a hundred, I may as well just give up this season because um, it looked like a sure thing. But actually, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a scrape getting there because it's been a bit of a sort of disaster game week for a lot of the big hitters. And uh, yeah, I, I think I've ended up on about a hundred and thirteen overall. Um, I've had a nice green arrow up to three and a half thousand overall, so I'm very happy um, coming out the other end of it, just with the minus four hit as well. Um, the reality of that is actually my bench boost decision this week has not maybe been the best um, decision I could have made, but yeah, I was uh, I was saved by a couple of players. I think is the best way of putting it. Uh, I'm really pleased for your like lovely green arrow. I've got a big fat red arrow down to fifty eight k and. Me clawing my way back on you has uh, has definitely taken a, a turn for the worst. I think I think I'm going to need some pretty big weeks. Yeah, <laughs> to impact I, th- that. I think I've opened up about an eighty odd point gap on you um, this week. So that is that's uh, going to take a lot of clawing back. But we've seen it done yeah. before. It's yeah, um, I'm not absolutely. counting my chickens yet. Um, but it couldn't have gone better on that front from my perspective. Um, yeah, despite. Uh, as I say, not things not going perfectly, especially as my captain blanked as well, which uh, we'll talk about in a sec. Um, but yeah, so I think it was a, a particularly low-scoring game week overall. We've um, we've just finished the the Chelsea Liverpool game, and we've had another kind of drab one nil. Um, the football's not been great, in my opinion, over the last few days. Uh, a lot of teams just looking really tired, really leggy, and um, I think that's reflected in the, the scores that we've been seeing as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't and know. some of the defending. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's true. I think um, there's been a lot of clean sheets around. I think defenders have probably been the uh, the MVPs of this game week, really, when you're looking at it. But probably from the teams that people weren't thinking, you know, that we, when you're looking at um, when you're looking at it, Crystal Palace got two clean sheets. Uh, Everton got two clean sheets, which some might have predicted. I think there'll be a lot of Digne owners out there, um, or and I think Michael Keane owners can be particularly. Uh, annoyed about the way this played out after he had a goal disallowed as well so um yeah lots of uh lots of clean sheets but maybe not in the right places so it's um yeah not not the best week of football I'm feeling a bit footballed out in all honesty it's been such a long game week as well um but we've only got two days until the next set of fixtures so <laughs> yeah crack on again he does feel a bit like that doesn't it I mean and also it doesn't help when it's just like you watch football games and just nothing exciting happens. I mean, I had, I had this terrible run. 
years ago um, when um, I went to four live football matches in a row and um, I didn't see a goal. And um, well, one of them, one, one of them was your own fault, though. I remember that. Yeah, one of them I did go for a wee in a one nil at Leighton Orient, <laughs> and uh, I just it wasn't even. I know it wasn't going for a wee because my brother was pestering me to get the beers in, so we had enough time to sink two in half time, which I don't. We'd only managed to do if I could just take that five minutes to get the beers in beforehand. So, you know, definitely blaming our Tom for that one. But yeah, it was um, it was a bad time, and it kind of feels a little bit like this. You know, watching Man United, we don't score goals anymore. It looked a bit laboured. I mean, I know there's one goal in tonight's game for. For for every game, it's just a bit, it's a bit boring, isn't it? Yeah, with the long gone of the days of the fixtures of uh, <laughs> of high scoring classics. Um, maybe maybe we just need some more games against Southampton, and we'll all be happy. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, they've got two games this coming up, coming week as well, so we might you know see another another high scoring classic from them. Maybe another nine nil. I don't want to you know put. Uh, put that on them because it's been a pretty traumatic time for Southampton fans recently they've on a terrible run of form as well so um yeah, yeah unfortunately really. uh let's talk a little bit about um some of the individual players from this game week so um the big sort of surprise this week was that uh Gareth Bale was the top scoring player in the game uh which I think if anybody had sort of said this three weeks ago they would you know he would have uh, probably laughed in their face but yeah he, he Produced a kind of uh, brilliant performance in the in the win against Burnley, two goals and assist, um, and didn't do much tonight. But I don't think his owners will be too annoyed about that. Do you think he is now an option? Um, I uh, I think so, um, but it's just about how I want to spend my points. And I was looking at it, kind of going, am I getting to the point when I want to? get rid of Gundogan, not because I think I want to get rid of him, but because you can only own so many so many players from your team. And, and I'm really starting to th- start think about, you know, do I want to put De Bruyne back in my side and, and things like that? Um, and, you know, if I've got Salah, I've got De Bruyne, I've got Fernandez, I've got Kane, you can only afford so many people. And I'd say the bail conversation is probably for me a bit premature based on one game week and, a, and, and you know, one point tonight, actually. Um, so, you know, like he got one point from the first, from the tonight's game. So is it two, so with the clean sheet. And then he got all of his other points in the other one. So I don't, I don't know. Cause I, but I mean, you know, he's cheaper than Fernandez, and Fernandez is, he's starting to look a little bit leggy. And that's the question I feel like he's throwing around at the moment. If you are going to take a punt on a high priced player like Gareth Bale, it's that, you know, you're going to have to replace one of your big hitters. And, you know, the biggest ones that have been consistent in most people's sides probably are Salah and Fernandez. And, you aren't maybe looking at both of those going, you're just not getting consistent returns anymore. So no. the answer is yes, he is a consideration. I just I just don't know if I'm going to do it. You know, it's, it's it's a real... The consideration is the word, isn't it, I suppose, for me? Well, he's at a weird price point, isn't he? Because he's, um, as, as you say, he's, he's expensive at, at 9.3. I, I think, you know, prime Gareth Bale in the Premier League era, you would have snapped your hand off for that. But um, it's difficult to get into your side because the only players you can really replace directly... Uh, to him in a kind of similar price bracket as Son and Rashford and Son plays for the same team and is a consistent starter plays 90 minutes pretty much every single week um, and I'm not really sure how many people are up on Rashford at the moment I would probably say it might be worth a punt if you do have him to go that way this week especially with United playing City um, but yeah I, I, that is a bit the bigger thing um, 
that comes out of all this, if you're going to take out one of your premium options, uh, do, what do you feel about the Fernandes and Salah situation? Because there's a lot of people probably jumping ship tonight in, in rage about the fact that they blanked twice in a double game week. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I hold, I'm holding fire. Um, but, it, but it is the last week I'm probably holding fire on both of them, I think. because, I, But I think that's because... I'm a bit stung by taking too many hits because of not planning a little bit more before this game week and kind of thinking, right, well, I'm probably comfortable with my side for this week. I'm going to leave it and then see take two next week. And actually, that will allow me to sort of move around big players and play with points a little bit easier. So they get they get a bit of a state of execution and inevitably they'll probably get, like like I think you so lovely put it the other day, you know, Fernandes will get like a weird little assist and then potentially a penalty and look like a... How did you dare thinking about taking him out? But yeah, look, I think the, the one people are talking about taking out is Fernandez. For me, he's not like I'm thinking more Salah, um, and it is because of the way you put it, and it's because in games where Fernando doesn't look like he's going to score points, he often does. Whereas Salah only scores points in games like he looks like he should. For me, yeah, and he's very very good. So he, and he does, but you know. You know, back to the bail point on these. Am I considering him? I mean, if you look at the say the last six people who won the game week, it was Bail, Dallas, Aina, Foden, Wamsaka, um, Askelapueta, and I haven't got any of those players. And you've put in Aina, got punished for it this week, I think, because he he literally came off at half time. You know, a lot of people have jumped ship on Dallas. Um, albeit he's obviously a very good player. Foden in another team, so. Just because you've had one good game week doesn't necessarily warrant putting them in. So I just for me, I'm going to err on the side of caution, give myself another week on deciding what I'm going to do with Fernandes and Salah. And then if I'm taking them out, potentially I'm going bail. But it's 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 a question mark. So Here, we'll see. Here's my Fernandez issue, right? If it if it was a normal week, I would be looking at probably taking Fernandez out this week and then getting him back on my wild card. In when I play it probably in 30 or 31. Um, the problem I've got is that I paid 10.5 million for him. He's now 11.6. If I take him out, I'll lose 0.6 million on him. And when I yeah. redo my wild card, I've then lost 0.6 million out of my team. And that that is that's the difference between, you know, a, a medium range player to a uh, a much higher range player, or, you know, it might be the difference between getting a player in or not getting a player in. So actually... I can't see myself taking out Fernandez just for that reason. I, it, like the, the fixtures coming up for him are Man City, uh, a very good West Ham side, and then he blanks in 29. Uh, so really, I, I don't really wouldn't say I need him for any of those free fixtures. Um, but you never know; it might be the case that um, he just turns up. Yeah, I just think with look, here's here's my advice and. Um, don't take it. I'm always wrong. Um, it's, don't don't take him out this week. I'm not going to. Right. Um, the derby throws up so many crazy results, but um, and and you could see something quite special happening. And for a guy who plays so passionately, this is the passion game. This is these, these sort of games are built for for guys like Bruno Fernandes who who really really care. So this week I'm not taking him out. Derbies uh, are a good time to leave in those sort of players for me. But but like I say. It, I am with you. It is feeling like it's about time. And I'm not too concerned about losing the value because for me, if I do take him out, I'm probably leaving him out because I want to think about people like KDB and and, 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 and people like that to put in. So, 
yeah, no, don't 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 take him out this week. That's what I'm saying. That's that's my that's my my genuine feeling on it. Yeah, I think I'm probably in the same bracket. Um, and as you say, I think Salah might be the better option, but I, I'm not going to take out either of them. I think they're, they're punishers. There's a bit of a thing to remember here as well. Bruno is a top scoring player in the game, and Salah is a top scorer, a top scorer in the Premier League. So they've had a couple of bad weeks, but they're still excellent options. So yeah, yeah, it's. it's I mean, they've got loads and loads of points. So yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Put it this way: If you were doing a draft league, you'd not even you wouldn't even think about taking him out your side. No, no, not at all. Because you'd be to, you'd be too worried, wouldn't you, about other people getting those points? I think it's the same situation here. But you know, if you want to take a risk, if you want to go for it, if you're in a situation where you're not doing so great in your mini league and you're looking to catch somebody, it might be a, a you know a, a, a risk you might be wanting to take. So yeah, worth considering. Um, I think you're just trying to neg me into taking out Fernandez to put Bale in, Steve, so you can edge out your lead a little bit further. Oh, I don't need to anymore. It's fine. I'm... <laughs> you say that, but um, you know, how much how bad you feel if I end up pipping you now? That's going to feel really, really sore. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would a little bit, but you know, this is what we're here for. We're we're, we're giving a bit out a bit of advice. You know, it's uh, it's supposed to help people essentially. So, um, the the guy that I kind of want to talk about this week, who's been a revelation over the last few weeks and it's becoming increasingly hard to take out my side is Richarlison. Um, four games scored in a row, two in this game week. Um, and, you know, he's racked up an excellent 17 points for me. Um, it's a difference really having him over DCL really between having a okay game week and a pretty good game week. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do think that he, looking at Everton, they're playing a bit of a different system at the moment where they're playing two up top. And Richardson's not quite as wide. Like I don't know how you feel about him. Like looking at him now, are you thinking he, he's a decent option? It was a bit of a punt for me, going a bit down a, a different route, but it's it's worked out. So, what do you think? What how are you feeling about that? I think he's a definitely a good option. I think when you think about his similar price to people like Danny Ings, who um, I've had for a little while now, and he's a base kid, one good game week for me, um, who looks a different conversation, but looks. Very disinterested, in my opinion, um, with with Southampton at the moment. But yeah, like I said, they're a team out of form, so maybe I'm being a bit unfair on to single him out there. But Richarlison, look, I have been a fan of this guy since he was at Watford. Like he is like everything you want in centre forward. He's technical. He's a bit tricksy when he wants to be. He can shoot with both feet. He's big. He can score headers. He's fast. He's just he's he's, a, he's a, there's a reason Barcelona bid at eighty million for him. And there's, an, and, there's a, and, there's a, and there's also a reason Everton said no. Yeah. And uh, he is, he's, he's a, he's a top-class footballer. Um, so I think definitely. And I think, look, I'm a big fan of DCL as well. I think they've got two very, very good players there. But actually, look, you know, you've <laughs> in the context of fantasy football, you follow the, the, follow the form. The guy is scoring goals and he's scoring lots of different types of goals for me as well. That's what he does. So, yeah, I think he's definitely a good option, especially when I look at my front three from this week and it's Harry Kane, who I'm definitely taking out, and then looking at Danny Ings and Calvert-Lewin. I got the wrong Everton striker, right? And I, I want, I'm looking at both of those two guys and going, I'm not bothered about having either with you at the moment, right? Um, leaving Ings for the double game week. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great option. He's a great player. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he, he's he's been excellent the last few weeks, and he's sort of driving them forward. I mean, he could be classified as a midfielder next season, which would make him like 
a, a great option as well. The one thing to say with Rotatan, though, he's, he does go through these patches. It's the first time he's ever scored four games in a row. That, so this is the best patch he's ever had, but he is a bit patchy sometimes. You know, he has um, like five or six games where he looks good and then sort of tails off a bit. And yeah, it, so I wouldn't say that I'm sort of banking on him being carrying this on until the end of the season, but it seems like he's red hot at the moment. So I'm I'm finding it hard to take him out. I mean, if, if I'd have had more money, he would have gone out of my team for Kane this week, um, which has turned out to looking like a masterstroke when actually it was just purely down to um, mathematics. So yeah. I yeah. feel good about that. Mathematics stroke, yeah. Um, good. As a more positive element to your week, uh, we should probably talk about the fact that John Stones, whatever we do as non-John Stone, John Stones owners, he somehow still manages to always find a way to get to a similar amount of points as Diaz or more. Um, it looked like this week Diaz scored first um, and then Stones scored and got the same amount of points and then uh, Stones has dropped, and then Connor Cody popped up and scored with his uh, first ever shot on target in the Premier League. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah. Um, yeah, you couldn't write it really, could you? So it wiped out my double city clean sheet, uh, and John Stones got away with it again. So yeah, John Stones is like a fawn in my side as a Diaz and Cancelo owner. He just always seems to manage to um, find a way to annoy me. Yeah, but you know what, like, statistically... Like John Stones and Diaz as a partnership have have like I think they've got like five goals now each, right? John Stones more than Diaz, or is it four goals? Whatever it is, like that is that is that is good, but they don't concede. And actually, like John Stones comes out of the side, they concede. I'm thinking like I was looking at John Stones getting a bit frustrated by his rotation risk. I'm thinking, look, they've conceded, like you said, to a Connor Cody goal. I'm hoping it shows him up for. Like starting both of those game weeks, and, and we, we will see. But I mean, maybe wishful thinking. But fingers crossed, he does it. Gets both games and two more clean sheets, and I uh, I, I celebrate again. But I do feel a bit risky going into like those sort of double games. Like I, I wasn't comfortable having him this week actually because I was like, I didn't obviously wasn't going to drop him, but like I was worried exactly what would happen. He would play one game and then drop out. In the end, Connor Cody sort of saved those blushes. But yeah, it's um. He's, he's quite funny. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. I mean, when watching that game as well, City was so dominant up until that point. They hadn't had a touch in City's area up until that point. It's the first it's even sign of anything happening. They obviously, after that, had a couple of good chances straight after where they looked all right. But um, yeah, it's uh, the, the, there's a long-standing issue anyway with um, City, obviously with Pep Brulette, as we all know. Um it's going to be interesting trying to navigate it the next few weeks because, as we say, City have got another double game week this week coming up. Um, back at, in Champions League football again after that. And it's going to be hard to pin down where they're, which players are going to play each week. And obviously, yeah. a few players got rest. Like we say, Stones got rested. Um, Cancelo got rested one of the games. Gundogan uh, got benched. Sterling got benched. Foden only played like what was it like five minutes or whatever it was across the two yeah. games. Um really difficult to work out at the moment. So I mean I, I feel a bit more comfortable as a Gundogan owner now going into this week that he was benched in that second game. Because yeah. I'd think if he hadn't have been I wouldn't have wanted to captain him this week. Um but I'm sort of back to the idea that I think he, he's probably a captaincy option again now, knowing that he's had a bit of a rest. That's interesting because I'm not in that Gundogan captain shout this week. 
Um, at the moment, my armband's still on Kane. Yeah. Um, against Palace. Um, I, 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 I'm hesitant to put it on Salah, Fulham and, or, at the moment because their, their form's just not good enough. Um, I mean, what's that, five losses at Anfield in a row now? I mean, they've never done that. I mean, they're going to book this trend. They've got goals in them. We know that, but just don't want to make that risk. And I, and I think Fulham play good football. Yeah. Um, and I know it's a double game week, right? But Gundogan is playing in the derby, right? And what did you always say about like United at the moment in big game, Steve? <laughs> nil, nil. Well, um, yeah. But no, Proven right again. Um, yeah, and so, so so I don't I don't know I don't I don't feel comfortable putting it on it. Maybe it's because he's playing Man United. Maybe that's me being a bit too fanboy about it. I don't love it, but it's interesting because I have I have um, Gundogan or Ings I could choose from as attacking players who both got double game weeks. Choosing neither of them, um, and I'm also at the moment I've got a double game week player sat on my bench in favour of Martinez, right? Because McCarthy got dropped for Forster. So yeah, my weeks are look, looking a bit weird, really, but. We'll, we'll see. Armbands on Kane at the moment, but I might change my mind, right? So, yeah, yeah you, are you thinking Gundogan's pretty locked in for you, or are you still floating the other options around? I think so. Yeah, I think it, I, I'm pretty set on it, and I think the big thing for me is that they play against the worst defense in the league, um, currently anyway. You know, on current form, so I, I that, that whatever happens in the derby happens in the derby, but. Um, same logic as to why I picked Fernandez. You know, I was looking at the Crystal Palace fixture and thinking, well, it's the second fixture. It could produce. He could produce in the second game, if he, even if he doesn't in the first. Um, so, which obviously didn't work out for me this week. But yeah, he he's for me the guy that I, I've got my eye on. I don't really like captain defenders. If it, if I thought about it, I might captain Cancelo. I might captain Diaz. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not too keen at, on doing that sort of thing. So. Yeah, at the moment it's it's going to be on Gundogan because it's just a double the chance as we've talked about before the last few game weeks, um, double the chance to get big scores and like you know, Gundogan the last double game week that he played in, obviously picked up nineteen points in the first game and then didn't play in the second. So we know that he can do that at the moment and and he he's had a bit of a quieter time since KDB's come back, but I'm still looking at like the positions that he was taking up this week and he was getting forward and getting into the box. I just don't think he was being found as well by his teammates. And he definitely looks better when he plays alongside Sterling because Sterling creates that space out wide, um, drags teams apart a bit, and Gundogan fills, fills those gaps. So, yeah. Well, um, another player another player on that side that looks great um, is Mares for me at the moment. That guy is on a real hot vein of form at the moment for me. But again, just... High rotation risk, right? If, if honestly, if Mares was a locked-in player every single week, I would, I'd have had him in since the start of the season. He wouldn't have left my side at what price he is, but you can't guarantee that he's going to play. So it's um, it's too big a risk from my point of view. He might descend up with one point over two games. So I don't like it. I'm not a, I'm not in, uh, not a fan of it. Um, going down that route, but I know that he can, you know, potentially. I I mean, I had him in at one point this season. I captained him. Um, I remember that. That didn't work out, did it? <laughs> well, I think he. I think he got. He, he blanked, but he got two bonus points. I think, um, which is yeah. It was a little bit like the. It was a little bit like the Rafinha thing a couple of weeks ago, where he he played in a loss and yeah, just I, for some reason got a couple of bonus, which I think is a bit strange, really. But I mean, I, I know it works, and 
on like the, their creative chances and the runs and dribbles and all that sort of stuff. But it's um, it's funny. Yeah, it's it's actually a lot of play. I've captained two players that have done that this season, and they've both come into that side on that week. So I did it with KDB as well. I think it was back in game week sixteen. Um, and I took Salah out for one week to bring in KDB, thinking he'd do the business, and then he uh, he uh, he's got two bonus points as well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and I immediately transferred Salah back in, and he came off the bench and scored uh, those two goals and got an assist against Crystal Palace in that nine uh, nine nil. But nine nil was it? Seven seven nil. Yeah, yeah. that one seven nil. Sorry, yeah. it's been too too many nine nils talking about recently. Um, oh, yeah. So what, do you know what? Do you know, oh. do you know what is upsetting to see? So sorry. Do you, do you know what is upsetting to see was um, is the Harvey Barnes stuff. That guy was really looking like an option for for me at least, and it, you know just sad to see him get a bit crocked. Um, but I know he got. He was the most transferred in player this week, wasn't he? And he and he just you know, he lasted. Got I think got one point in the end, which is a massive shame for him as a player. But I mean, yeah, so no, was, no, no, it wasn't. It was difficult. I mean, I, I, you know what? I had Hamas Rodriguez this week, which he didn't play a minute as well which makes my score all the more incredible. But um, if I'd have known that he was injured and wasn't going to play for the games, I would have taken another minus four to get in Harvey Barnes and I would have been three points worse off. So in a way, I feel a bit saved by that. But yeah, I'm, I'm good to obviously see him get injured and I'm glad to see that it was only six weeks he's going to be out and not the rest of the season because you'd like yeah. to think that he might still have a chance of going to the Euros Um and he's, you know, it just he just was on excellent form, and it's. Like, I think that Leicester side, you can see at the moment, are down to the bare bones. Um, and I'm not a fan. Obviously, we, we've talked about big players blanking Vardy again, two blanks this week. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to touch that side at the moment because they're just a bit no. too volatile um, from that perspective. So, yeah, shame. I hope hopefully him and Madison will be back in that team soon and they can start firing again. Cause, yeah, um, absolutely. I think the key is. Get Bale in, get Bartley in, you know, and you're laughing. Yeah, yeah. Bale, Bartley, and Mares are three top scoring players this week, which I don't think anybody would picked out, but it's usually the case. That's uh, it's like that. Uh, so Aina was it last time was the top scoring player in the last big double game week. So there you go. Um, so yeah, we've got another double this week as we've kind of already covered, uh, really. So it, it's a, it's going to be a lot of planning. Um, uh, like kind of going forward from here because we're looking for the fact that in game week 29 which is obviously a couple of game weeks away now we're going to have just four fixtures and eight teams playing so um uh, what's it's your... going to be a short podcast at least isn't it well yeah thank god <laughs> you have to listen to us ramble on for you know uh, as long as we usually do uh what what's the, what's the crack with you this week in terms of your um Transfers first of all, because I think I think I'm probably going to stick. Um, bit annoyed. I, I I put in there Eric Dyer for this week because he's been playing most games and he just didn't play either of those games, so got me nothing, which is a bit frustrating. But um, there's no reason to take him out because my first defender will come in, which is which is Ben White um, for next week. I mean, sorry, um, if he doesn't play this week, so and, and I'm comfortable with Ben White against Leicester because Brian played good football and I've got. Ben White in for the for the blank week, and I want to see if Di gets his way back into that side. Who knows? But if he doesn't, I, I'm going to need to take him out, right? I, I want I want a minimum of two Spurs players in my team for that um, that blank week. Um, I want uh, and I want, want him to be a defender. So yeah, um, uh, it was interesting to see their lineup tonight because the only defender at the moment it feels nailed on in that side at the moment. Is Alder Virald. Um Ben Davis played over Agulion. There's a bit of rotation risk with Doherty and Aurea. Um 
I know Sanchez is playing at the moment, but again, like he has played Dyer a lot. So I just think I want to see another Spurs game before I decide what I do with it, really. Um, but I think I'm, I'm thinking about taking Dyer out and potentially just replacing him with a colleague. Um, but, but but yeah, I mean, I think I think I need to have a have a have a, have a real good think. And and um, so this week nothing. So two save myself two for next week, uh, that week after. And it might be a Dyer out, and it also might be a Fernandez or Salah out. And I do want to start thinking about KDB. And I'm thinking that if I do that, it's going to have to be Gundogan to go for me. Um, I know he's taken some good positions, um, but I don't know. I, I feel like I don't want to lose Stones or Cancelo just yet. So that might be the decision. So... Yeah, I, don't, I think you're pretty pretty clear that I'm not 100% nailed down to anything just yet. Um, so, <laughs> you know, maybe a lack of planning is coming through on my team again, but we'll uh, we'll see. But um, what, what are your thoughts? Are you planning anything radical or are you going relatively safe? What's the, what's the plan? Well, there's a couple of caveats in all of this. So I'm going to, I'm going to take, like, say what those are first. There's a potential extra fixture that might be added into game week 28 which would be uh, Aston Villa versus Everton. So they would both double again in 28. Right. Um, I'm hopeful that the Premier League don't do what they did last time and wait till a minute after the deadline to announce the fixture. Um, they will. They, they probably will. And I think they've set a bit of a precedence for it now. I um, love that, though. I think it's funny. No, it's, I mean, it, does, it, it evens the playing field because someone like me who is, you know, doing my research is hindered by it when I need that information um, I've, I've got a, for that reason I've got three Villa players at the moment and I've got two Everton now how long I keep those Everton players one well one of them is James Rodriguez who I think needs to go whatever comes or goes so he will go this week um, the likelihood is he'll go for Rafinha because I'm looking ahead to 29 Gilfie oh, Sigurdsson penalty taker same team well the thing is I need to I need to stack my team up for 29. And I, I, so every transfer that I use between now and 29 has to be f- towards a player that plays in that game week. Uh, so, I love Rafinha. I think he's class. Well, yeah, I haven't owned him this season. I'm actually really excited about owning him because like, I've watched a lot of Leeds recently and they've um, and he's just at the centre of everything. He takes all the set pieces. He's uh, the creative force. You know, he he's, he's, makes so many chances for his teammates and like if Leeds could any you know if Leeds could finish they're like the they're like Brighton who occasionally do score a goal it's it's um yeah it, it's kind of unbelievable really that um he hasn't had more um returns over the last few weeks so yeah he's my he's my plan he's my big plan um there is an option though if that Everton game uh doesn't go ahead in 28 that I could actually go big this week take a minus eight, which seems mad after after I've only took a minus four in the double game week, but to take out Pope because I, I've just got too much money in my goalkeeper, so I was going to wait until the wild card, but it just frees up like you know one point five million in funds if I move for for, for uh, Forster, who then could play in this double game week coming, and then I would move Richarlison to Kane, and. Then I would have both, you know, Kane and Rafinha 
going in for the double game week and I'd already got my Tino. So it's whether I want to take... Yeah. If I, I don't really like the idea of taking a minus four on a on a 4.0 valued goalkeeper. Um, but it's Especially because Hassan Hootel's comments are so ambiguous. He, he's literally not giving anything away about whether he, who he's going to pick. So over the course of two games, he could bang him in for one and not the other. Yeah, and I think with Forster as well, like you look at it, he didn't make a save in that game against Everton. He um, he actually conceded two goals if you count the Michael Keane one. Um, and he, I, he but you don't think McCarthy? You don't think McCarthy makes any sense? Well, so you, don't, basically think that you think Southampton have basically got two keepers that don't make saves? Well, I just I, I, do I don't think know their investment area, don't they? I think it's about <laughs> the I think it's actually about the type of chances they concede actually. Um, they can see chances that are... They don't concede a lot of small chances like Villa do, but they can see, when they do concede chances, they can see big ones, which is why the keepers don't save them. So, yeah, that's um, that's probably my, my ana- analysis of that. I don't think McCarthy's a bad keeper. I don't think... I think Forster's an excellent keeper. He had a great season at Celtic um, last year. Uh, so, yeah, I'm... So yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming them, but I think Forster would be an option this week, especially with them playing Sheffield United first game, City second game, where he might make a few saves. They might concede nine again. Who knows? But who um, knows? Uh, yeah. So I, I'm. I'm. I'm a bit torn, but I might just go go for the one transfer this week. If that, if not, because I think it's hard to take out Richardson at the moment. I'm just worried they play a very good Chelsea side who have obviously kept clean sheets in all but one of Tuchel's games so far. So yeah, they're. Um, I'm I'm very much looking at uh, Antonio Rudiger again for uh, my wild cards at, at game week thirty or thirty one because um, yeah. yeah I need a bit of that. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased I still got my wild card and triple captain because when you got a big red arrow, you 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 fancy a couple of chips to be there as a differential again. But I don't know. It's funny about that sort of the Southampton keeper thing because it's sort of like saved me a question mark this week because with McCarthy sat on my bench. Like I say, I've got Martinez in now and finally I've got him in and he, he was actually, um, without captain, he would have been my highest scoring player this week. So I think you joked about captaining him last week and I probably should have done. I well, um, I should have done. So, I, I looked at so, it, honestly, uh, after that first game and thought, I, I, know, I was I was actually only half joking. I was thinking about it. I mean, it's a crazy decision to make, but he would have obviously, you know, he scored six more points than Fernandez did. So it would have been a would have been the right choice. He was the, second, yeah. the third highest scoring player in my team. So, yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Let's just do kind of um, just before we move on to our predictions. Um, obviously, we just talked about Harvey Barnes there and the fact that he's injured and the fact he was transferred in by nearly a million players last week. So there's going to be a lot of people trying to figure out what to do with him. Um, have you got any ideas of who those people should potentially replace Harvey Barnes? Yeah, I'm going to recommend someone who I put in this week. They didn't work out. I really like um, is Traore, um, and, and I think uh, I think for a few reasons. One, I think he's a very very good footballer. I think he, I think he, he's got real life for goal. I think he's a real creative force in that team. I think he probably actually strangely do better when Grealish is back. Um, but um, even when Grealish is back, I don't think I'm going to drop him from my side at least um, because I just think he's. He looked really, really sharp. And although he looked a little bit quieter in the first game of this double game, week, he looked a lot better in the second. And then the second side of that conversation is just real simple. He is a player that will play in that game week 29. So, you know, if you're looking for a replacement, he is like my number one shout based on the fact he'll he'll get some, he's going to get some pretty solid game time. And I think he's 
got some real attacking threat in him. Yeah, he, um, he was excellent in that um, in the Sheffield United game that they lost, but he was um, probably their most threatening player. Watkins hit the bar, but um, barring that, he he missed you know a couple of kind of big chances, but got into some good positions. So I'm I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, th- I think he's a he's a he's a really lovely player, um, and, and then and then maybe maybe it's, it's the other, the other one I would mention is probably someone you should probably talk about a bit more because you're thinking about putting him in is, is is Rafinha, right? I mean, I think he's I've had it, I've owned him twice already so far this this year, but he's in that same sort of category as someone that's going to play in that week, and again just looks so threatening every time. So yeah, they're my two, but for me, I would I'm I'm, I'm personally sticking with Trail Ray. And uh, I think he's a really good shout. Fair enough. How about you? What's your thoughts? Well, there's a a few. uh, There's three I'm going to mention. Um, One comes with a caveat, which I'll start with first. So, um, Jesse Lingard. You love a good caveat. (laughs) Uh, I do love a caveat. Jesse Lingard, for me, is a real um, option uh, in terms of that price. Uh, My caveat with him is he's not going to play... not this week, but the week after, because it'll be against his parent club in United, so he won't be eligible. Um, so, for that reason, I would say he's somebody who you'd have to be willing to bench the week after. But he's got a fixture in um, in game week twenty nine. They've got um, a really favourable fixture against a, a sort of very leaky Leeds defence um, in uh, in this game week. So yeah, uh, he's the, my first choice. I think he's been brilliant since he's moved to West Ham. Um, Kind of surprisingly, he's a he's a good young up and coming player, isn't he, John? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's tw- twenty eight and just still still so young. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's just like, the, the, the Jesse Lingard has potential thing. He's just like it's so funny. I th- he's just like it's it's you know, it's it's a little bit like the Walcott thing. You kind of look at him and go, "Come on, no, he's not that old." It just keep, keeps 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 happening, really. But look, I, I I think actually he looks really good in that West Ham side. But you know, what, Steve, already this game week, he two hundred and five thousand people agree with you that who transferred him in, with, and that's a hundred thousand higher than the second most transfer player in, which is Gundogan. So I know we've got a long way to go, but there's already a lot of people that agree with you on Lingard. So there's there's probably something in that. Um, it's definitely got potential. <laughs> um, my, so yeah, my next. My next one, I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with, um, but it's another player who plays in 29. Actually, all three of these players play in 29. That's why I'm looking at people like this. Um, yeah. So, uh, Ryan Frazier. And no. <laughs> right. This is a hard sell, right? But he's, at the moment, guaranteed to start because... Newcastle, in a team that doesn't score any goals. Well, Newcastle are have been absolutely pillaged up front. I think they've got... They've obviously got Wilson out. They've got Saint Maximan out. Um, they've, I think, Joe Linton is out now as well. Um, well, they, may, they might do well then. Maybe it's a good chance. Well, this is what I, this is what I'm thinking. And looking at it, he's he, he's going to probably play in the games. And there's a, a good chance that without another recognised striker, that we might be seeing big Andy Carroll uh, in the starting lineup. Um, so cheap striker, anybody, if you want to go for it. Um, but yeah, they've got good fixtures. They've got re- they, like, it's hard to kind of sell them at the moment because they're not playing great, but they're, they're sort of picking up the odd result here and there. And um, But yeah, Ryan Frazier would be, I think he's got the potential to be a, a super differential to any side. Um, finally, I would just say uh, Bakara Saka um, is... I don't even need to really sell him very much. He's he's been brilliant this season for Arsenal, who are starting to look good again. Um, and Abemyang's looking a bit more sharp. And yeah, I, I I just really like the guy. He's playing an attacking role, relatively cheap. So yeah, 
um, Sacco would be my final one. Yeah, and I think I like the Sacco one. So, you know, obviously play, they play West Ham in that uh, game week 29. Um, and they obviously got Burnley next week. But the, the game that uh, it sort of sits between those two bookends, I suppose, is is the derby, isn't it? And I think actually, you know, two things I would say about sort of derby game when you're picking players is that you always sort of kid yourself in thinking there's going to be less points in sort of the big big games sometimes, don't you, right? Um, because they're big games and you know, they're hard to call. But actually, like, when you've got a guy who's sort of come through the academy for Arsenal playing Spurs, he's going to be well up for that. So even in their toughest fixture, you fancy you fancy a start for him, right? So, no, I, I, I quite like that one, especially at 5.2. He's, um, he's got a cheaper shout. Ryan Fraser at 5.6. Um, I'd say if he was 3.6, he's not a steal. So um, I'll endorse Saka, <laughs> but not Fraser. <laughs> so there you go. I appreciate that. Well, two out of three ain't bad, is it? Eh? So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, in fact, I probably would rather pick Meatloaf than Fraser. Um, but, <laughs> you know, but I'm, oh, yeah, sorry. But I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, we're literally going to sit on this pod in a few weeks and I'm going to be like, Ryan Fraser's got Denny Stephen, you're going, yeah, he did, John. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, well, I'm, just but, hope, yeah. I'm hoping he goes like a bat out of hell and um, scores me some points. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very nice. Um, <laughs> lovely. I, 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 you know, I, I'm quite happy about the fact I don't know any more Meatloaf references. Um, <laughs> I, I was about, the only other thing I can think of with him is, uh, you know, his is, uh, is old uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show cameo. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Um, well, yeah, I, that's my favourite meatloaf um, memory. But anyway, <laughs> enough about meatloaf. What, what do you mean your favourite meatloaf memory? How many meatloaf memories do you have? Oh, too many, John. Honestly, it's uh, it's, it's looking back to my youth of growing up in a a, a household where, with two very uncool parents. So, <laughs> look, Steve. Everyone out there is screaming their parents are cool. So, um, but yeah, no, look, and <laughs> Wendy is cool. Windy sound. Your dad mixed, but um, <laughs> um, I think you yeah, agree with anyway. that. I've t- you see yeah. the sh- you see the shirts he wears. Right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the score predictions. Um, so let's again. We've got se- obviously had seventeen last week. Give us the headlines and uh, the player picks as well. What, what? How did we get on? Oh, you know what? The highest scoring week um, actually in terms of. Um, where, where we both landed. So the headline is that you beat me by 10 points this week, uh, 34 to uh, 24 overall. Uh, and that was aided by your five-point win on the players, which I got very, very wrong in comparison. So my highest scoring player of the picks I picked was Fernandez, because I had Fernandez, Edison and Vardy. Well, there we go. So 14 points for Johnny. And uh, you had Martinez for 12. Um, so that was that. And then Kane for eight. Seller for five, so you know Seller didn't need to, to do anything for you, which he didn't, so that's fine. So yeah, you get five points for that, um, and uh, yeah, and that contributed to you smashing me on the scores, which would give you a ten point lead this week. Another week where Steve beats us. So well done to you. Nice. I might cry, well, I might cry into a love ballad by Meatloaf, um, but here we, <laughs> you know that's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I was. All, I also did um, throw you off picking Chelsea and Man United as nil nil because I was. Uh, oh well, in that case, we'll just call it a dud. We <laughs> might as well just cancel it all now. Well, let's give you another chance at least to, uh, to you know, make up yeah. some ground on us throughout the well, season. Yeah. 
Um, I actually, before before we go on to our scores, I'm going to pick out a few scores here because strangely, we we picked some big ones, and I think the bits I need to say this week that are really interesting from last week were you picked two nil nils last week. You picked Palace Fulham as a nil nil, and you picked the United game as 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 a nil nil, which was great. So United Chelsea nil nil, Palace Fulham nil nil gave you ten points. But strangely, I also picked up a five point result this week, Steve. Which, and I also which one did was it? it on a draw with a one one Leicester Burnley. Wow. It's uh it's quite impressive really. I think that it's about it shows you how sort of mad the results have been this week that um that we have picked out draws like that. Um Yeah. So, so we didn't get any of the correct res- uh, score right, but we got lots of correct results that right this week and and uh, but the fact is, the only we got the only ones we got exactly right were three draws, which was interesting. It's funny, isn't it? We've, we've been um, we've been doing a kind of uh, a bet each week with um, with some friends to sort of like try and raise some holiday funds for the summer. Um, yeah, we're going to be so poor. Yeah, we, <laughs> well, we've been putting uh, <laughs> we're money, all picking one we're team every week. We're definitely at this rate going to end up in Skipton for the weekend because there's going to be nothing left. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're from Skipton. Yeah, nothing wrong with Skipton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You do great pot pies. <laughs> Mil- good, good Milton Mowbray. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they, they basically we we've been going at it the last few weeks. I've I've somehow managed to pick four um, games in a row on that, and uh, but I can't win an actual bet that I put on myself. So it's a bit upsetting. But they've all been like two to one odds. So I've been on a bit of a run recently of being able to pick stuff, pick sort of slightly odder results out. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's see if we can do it again this week. Um, yeah. Right. So uh, let's do our players first. Who is okay. the first player you're going to pick for this week, John? Big KDB. Fair enough. That's a, a strong start. Uh, I'll I'll go City um, for the first one as well, which is going to be uh, Cancelo. Uh, hopefully, his Ooh. rest will aid us. Uh, second pick. Uh, doubling up City and trying to save some blushes if he smashes it for you, Ruben Diaz. Fair enough. Uh, I've got a City attacker, so I'm going to go for Gabriel Jesus. The rotation risk that he is, um, but he, he's you know he's got a couple of goals the other day, so hopefully he'll get a start in both games. Uh, last one. Talked about him today. I'm going to give him a go. Gaza Bale. Wow, strong. I like it. Um, I've gone for somebody equally as high profile and world, you know, as as hit world class heights at um at times. I'm gonna go for Messi Lingard. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> He's got a lot of potential. Yes. Um, <laughs> he he really has. So, um yeah, hopefully hopefully Jesse can uh, can get some points, but it's a bit of a risk, but let's uh, let's have some fun with it. If you don't beat me with uh with Bale, De Bruyne and Diaz, then you're in serious trouble. Right. Scores for this week. Neggy. Um, <laughs> um, so let's go off. So any a little reminds everybody: if you win the player picks, you get five points towards your overall score. Um, the scores work like this: you get five points for a correct score, two points for a correct result, and one point for being a goal off. So, uh, first game of the weekend: Burnley versus Arsenal. What are you going for? I'm going to go for one-one, mate. I'm going to go for one-nil to Arsenal. One nil to the Arsenal. You do love that as a as a, as, a, as a punt. Yeah, it's so there's something in, subconscious in there for back you. Back to the George Graham era, you know, Absolutely. it's Absolutely. embedded in me from when I was growing up. So, uh, Sheffield United versus Southampton. Two nil Southampton. 
Yeah, I've gone for the same. I mean, obviously Southampton haven't won in ages, but it's, it's maybe more out of hope than uh, than actual reality. Villa versus Wolves. Everything about Midlands derby is not being that exciting, so I'm going to go with nil-nil. Uh, yeah, I've kind of done the same. Villa without Grealish look um, less potent, so I've gone for one all here. Um, Brighton versus Leicester. Two one to Brighton. Yeah, oh, I, I was. I thought it was going to be this is going to be a punt for me, but I've gone two one Brighton as well. Um, oh my god, you're ridiculous. I know. West Brom versus Newcastle. Same again. Two one to the West Brom. I've gone one nil West Brom. Really backing my Ryan Fraser punt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do, I do think that's you just being like legacy in love with Big Sam though. So yeah, you know, probably. Um, Liverpool versus Fulham. I think Liverpool are finally going to book their Anfield trend, albeit I have seen that for a few weeks now and they've been right. Um, but I also think they're going to concede because they are terrible at that. So I'm going to go with 3-1 Liverpool. I'm going to go um, for one all here. They will be booking that Anfield trend, but not quite in the way they want to. I hope you're right. I'll, I'll be really, really happy about that. Fulham, Fulham were excellent tonight against against Spurs. Really good. Um, deserved a point. I can't I mean we could talk about that handball decision, which would drive me up the wall if I were a Fulham fan. But um, let's not get into that. But they should have drawn one all with uh, with Spurs tonight. Um, Man City versus uh, Manchester United. The big one, the derby. How are you feeling? Your team are going to get on, John? Oh dear me. Um, we're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win two one. <laughs> I love the optimism. Um, now it would it probably be. Un- we love stopping records. You just ask any Arsenal fan who stopped their unbeaten run. Us boys, we might have been a better team back then, um, but this is what's going to happen. City, Blackburn were robbed in that run. I tell you, we should have had them at one point, but never mind. I think a lot of teams felt the same given the amount of draws, Steve. But I mean, <laughs> you know, that is just what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I, you know my feelings about United and um, big teams and the way they play against them. But I'm You're going to go nil-nil, aren't you? I'm actually not. I'm going to go for City 2-0. I think they're too good. And I think that whatever United try and do to nullify that, they're going to get caught out. So, yeah, 2-0 City. Uh, Spurs versus uh, Palace. Right, I'm going to go 3-0 Spurs. Yeah, I've gone 2-0 Spurs here. Seems legit. Chelsea-Everton. 4-0 Chelsea. Wowzer, big big shout! Um, I'm gonna go two one Chelsea. I'm I, I, and I took a lot of thinking about that because I was Chelsea just don't concede, but I'm gonna back with Charleston to bag me a goal. Um, Even though you're thinking about taking him out, well, yeah, yeah good shout. True. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're get out with Charleston and put in Fraser idea is not reflected in these score predictions, Steve. They're not. They're not. But you know, it's a it's a contradictory uh, game sometimes, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. uh, West Ham versus Leeds. 2-2. Two, two. You know what? I've gone for 2-2 two, two here, but it seems a bit boring to go for the same score draw, doesn't it? Um, go 6-0. I'm going to I'm gonna go for something ridiculous. I'm going to go for an all-time classic, and I'm going to go for four-all. Ooh. Newcastle Arsenal result. Yeah. Chepciote. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, a legend. Um, yeah, I just, I just, think, I just feel like something about that game that just screams two very contrasting styles that both are very efficient. So, yeah, like it. Jesse Lingard to get, um, you know, all four of West Ham's goals. <laughs> uh, Manchester City versus Southampton, the big double game week fixture. What are you going for? Right. Well, after their loss to Man United, 
um, at the hands of um, Harry Maguire attacking it, uh, like he's in a bar in Greece. Um, I'm going to go with a bounce-back <laughs> result of 3-0 City. I think that's the funniest thing you've said on this podcast. <laughs> 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 this is like, I just it took me a little te- second to clock on what you'd said, but it just uh, it, it hit, and I can't. That, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> um, it's, that might rival Nana Jean's pinches. Uh, <laughs> I, I I was gonna go. I was I was debating whether to be silly here and go and go for a nine nil to City, but I can't do it. I can't. I can't back it. So I'm gonna go sort of like you know half round it up five nil City. Wow, Ralph will not be pleased. He won't. But like, if you look at the way that Southampton are defended at the moment, and you can't really see them maintaining that that City side. Though. The fact that actually City are in the midst of all these games, I can't imagine them going for it that much, but why not? Let's have a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's been uh, it's been quite the week, hasn't it, really? Lots have been going on, lots of fantasy stuff, but we've uh, we've made it through again, yeah. hopefully. So apologies, probably what is our longest pod, but it's not our fault. It's the biggest double game week of all time. We had a load to talk about. You know, just just wait for the game week twenty nine wrap up, and we'll be done in about ten minutes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great, isn't it? Just going to be a quick mm-hmm. in and out. You know, brilliant. <laughs> and we'll, let's not make a joke off the back of that, right? It's been a pleasure, everybody. Um, thanks for listening to us. If you want to tweet us, we're at one hundred and fifteen files FBL. If you want to Instagram us, we're at one hundred and fifteen files FBL podcast. Um, Final shout out to Kevin Davis. We hope to have you on soon, Kev. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Ta-ra. Goodbye. Bye.